It is my great pleasure to formally introduce the new head coach of the Florida Gators, Billy Napier. Scared money don't make money, you know. We've got a goal here uh, to play a brand of football that creates a great sense of pride. It takes 11 people doing their job. We get to decide our future. Hey Gator fans, welcome to another edition of Building Back the Gators. Hayes Carline with you along with Graham Marsh. We're really excited. We're going to be joined by Frank Frangie today, who will obviously many of you know from his many years uh, covering the Gators and uh, breaking the Gators down. Obviously, Frank is on the Frangie show uh, from three to six and uh, also is the voice of the Jaguars and the founder of Walk Off Charity. So we're super excited to have Frank on. He was at SEC Football Media Days, had a chance to interview Billy Napier, Anthony Richardson, Richard Garage, and Ventrell Miller. Uh, so we're excited to hear his thoughts about that. I want to thank our sponsor, Harold and Harold. Uh, look, I've known Holt and Julie Harold for 25 years. They're great people. They're Jacksonville people that you can trust. They're big enough. They can take on anybody, but they're small enough that they're going to build that relationship with you. They're going to know who you are when you call them. Hopefully you won't need them, but if you're ever injured, call Harold and Harold at 251-1111. Well, Graham, what do you think uh, as we got into SEC football media days? Was there anything that Billy or, or Anthony or any of the guys said that really stood out to you? Something I like that Anthony said um, when he was on with our crew that was there, with Frank and, and Matt and Mia. Uh, Frank asked him, does would being from Gainesville mean anything extra to, to bringing the Gators back to the yeah. keep to the point of the podcast? And Anthony's like, he said it'd be like a movie. Yeah. And it, it would be. It would be. I, and it would more even more so the fact that if you look at pictures of Anthony Richardson from like five years ago, he... he he, he looks like he weighs what I weigh. It, it is striking. He's like a, he's pencil thin. Yeah, and it, you need to get to get with Denny and have oh, Denny sh- show I've all the old them. pictures. Uh, they're, they're unbelievable. And, the, and now that. he looks like freaking Cam Newton. Well, I remember a couple years ago, Denny showed me a picture. Denny Thompson with uh, Six Points Academy, who brilliant guy. Um, he was showing up me a picture. This was a, at least a year ago, maybe two years, of Richardson standing next to Tim Tebow, and Richardson's bigger. I know. I mean, and that was like when Tebow played, there was so much made of how big he is. Right. <laughs> and Richardson's bigger and, and, and he's frankly, faster. faster. He's significantly yeah. Now, I don't know. We'll see. No one's going to play with the heart that Tim Tebow played with. And, and Tim was incredibly talented as well. Anthony didn't have the cast around him either. Well, a very good point. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, I, I, that's a great call because it, it really would be uh, a storybook you know, ending if, if Anthony Richardson is able to have a, I won't even say All-American, but if he's able to be like an All-SEC caliber player right. and lead Florida nine or ten wins and and really get the Billy Napier first year going in the program headed in the right direction where now recruits are seeing the success and uh, their batting average starts to go up a little bit in these blue chip races that they're they're in in all these races. Uh, they're just not closing it. The, they're closing it a, a better percentage then I, I don't want to down the class. I think it's got like 12 prospects in it and 10 or four stars or, you know, so they're and doing I don't think well they're done either. Yeah. And they're going to, they're going to have some momentum coming, but, but I do think that this is the foundation. And once there is the foundation, I do think you'll start to see 
Billy Napier landing five-star talents. I, I don't think we're that far off from that. And I, and I don't just mean one. I mean like landing three or four in a class, which is asking a ton, I get. Uh, but that just seems to be the kind of recruiter that he is. And Anthony Richardson really is the linchpin. And getting prospects that are still in high school to look at Florida and say, oh, yeah, the gate, you can absolutely win at Florida. Look at what Richardson's doing. And uh, um, it, it would be super exciting to see that happen. So, Frank, uh, we obviously want to get his thoughts as well. So uh, let's go ahead and bring him in. Here's uh, our interview with Frank Frangie. All right. Building back the Gators, welcoming in Frank Frangi, a uh, longtime Gator analyst. Obviously, you listen to him on the Frangi Show and uh, founder of Walk Off Charities. Yeah, uh, good it's, shirt. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate you giving it to me. Um, it was uh, quite a week for the Gators at, at SEC uh, Media Days last week. They took uh, a great contingent, picked fourth in the East. Uh, but this whole thing, Frank, you've seen so many of these uh, the, these. Um, you know, uh, rebirths of Florida football. Uh, what's your gut feeling early on on Billy Napier? Yeah, I'll tell you this. How someone's going to finish is not predictable. How we in the media are going to vote is. Yeah. You could have, I think I told you, I thought Florida would come in fourth. Now, I voted them third behind Tennessee. I think Tennessee's going to be good. But I think there's the belief out there that Florida is in the 30s somewhere in terms of best programs going right now, which is kind of astounding to all of us that have followed Florida football. Look, I've told you this before, and I've said this on our air. I think Billy Napier is on schedule. <clears throat> he wasn't going to show up in December, and because he knew how to recruit, and he he came from what I call the Saban Corporation, he wasn't going to show up in December, and in January they were going to lead the nation in recruiting. It doesn't work like that. You've got to build the staff. He built the big staff. Everybody knows about that. You've got to build the uh, the facility, which he kind of inherited, and he moves into any, any day now, I think. Uh, you have to start making people believe. Florida never got the names – you know how all the kids now have social and they have all the logos and my top 10 and they show the 10 logos or the top. Well, Florida wasn't one of the logos. Now they're one of the logos. So now they're getting considered. Now they're getting visits. That takes a while. The final part of that is getting them to commit to your school. But I think eight months in, Hazy's right on schedule. I think this is right where he should be. I think Florida has become relevant in the recruiting community again. Uh, I think it, it had not been for really a long time. They've fallen into some. But as far as relevant in the recruiting community, they had not been for a long time, and I think he's got them there. There's more to do in the job, so I like where they are. I, I don't know if that affects how good they're going to be this year. I think there's a lot of factors there we'll talk about and you've talked about. But in terms of building it back and recruiting and getting them where they want to be, eight months in, I would suggest he's on schedule. And, and really, that's sort of the point of of the the whole – idea of Billy Napier, I think, from Scott Strickland, it's not necessarily short-term, fix it, make us great this year. It's we need somebody who can win at a sustainable, consistent level. And so it is looking at not just this fall, but where it's going to be in three or four years. And and Frank, I think you bring up the best point. If you continue to get pretty much every significant recruit, every blue chip in the Southeast is at least giving you a look. As you continue to build it, eventually you're going to start getting enough of those guys that the roster should really improve. The second part of that equation, Hayes, is you have to prove you're going to be good on the field too. Now, you're only as good as your talent is. If you've got seven and five talent or eight and four talent, it's okay to be seven and five or eight and four. But you can't have eight or nine win talent like I think they had a year ago and win four or five. You can't do that. So I think the last thing that these recruits and these handlers and these coaches 
uh, and these parents need to see now, I think they believe he's a good guy and it's a good staff because Billy is a good guy. I think they believe Florida can come back to being Florida. Uh, Florida will be competitive with NIL. Florida will be competitive with facility. Florida will be competitive because they're in the, the most competitive league. So I think all that will be in place. The next thing to get those logos to turn into commitments, number one, you want to get as many as you can now. But to really start getting them, the next thing you have to prove, and Mario Cristobal is going to have to do this at Miami too, is that you can coach them and win with them. That's the next thing. If all this good feeling about recruiting is great, and then they start out one and three and look poorly coached, well, that's a disaster. So I think the next part of continuing this train of building it back is you have to look like you know. That doesn't mean you have to win every game. It has to look like you know what you're doing on the field. Yeah, you had an opportunity to talk with Anthony Richardson yeah. uh, um, at SEC Football Media Days, and uh, it was a great interview. Uh, we all enjoyed it. Um, but you're you're great about this. You get vibes from people. You've got a really good street smarts about you. What did you pick up from Anthony, not just in what he told you, but just how he carries himself? I was overwhelmingly impressed. I, I mean, I appreciate your comments. I was overwhelmingly impressed by him. It was I didn't know him before. I'd never met him and never interviewed him, never talked to him. It was not what I expected. He has a as a player, a flamboyant playing style. He does backflips. He hurdles defenders. He runs a thousand miles an hour. That's why it probably led to some of the injuries. He plays with a, a, a flamboyance. So I and then he dressed nice. He had the suit, the cool looking mm-hmm. suit, and yeah. the no socks. And, uh, and, and and so he dressed flamboyantly and, and plays flamboyantly. I was expecting brash. I was expecting the second coming of Dion. Mm-hmm. What I got was poised, gathered, respectful, mature. He, I felt like I was talking to a fifth-year senior. I did not expect that. And again, I don't think anything negative. Just flambo- guys who play with a flamboyant style tend to act in a flamboyant way. And he didn't. He was measured. The first thing we asked him, Jonathan Vilma had kind of the, the, the sports coat and the, and the fancy pants and the white shoes. And we asked him uh, just to get him going. Hey, uh, I, uh, we told Vilma he looks great, but you look good too. Who's the winner? I expected him to go, what do you mean who's the winner? I'm the winner. He, <laughs> did, he said, I'm going to give it to Vilma. Right. Calm. And that set the tone for an interview. He talked about leadership. He talked about what, uh, how important it is to be the Florida quarterback, particularly if you're from Gainesville. He talked about understanding the, the, the responsibilities. He talked about accountability. And in a poised way, Hayes, not in a um, I'm scripted is what I'm told to say, right. not in a pound the pulpit. Hey, let me tell you how, what a great leader I am. The worst leaders in the world are the ones that tell you what a great leader they are. Right. He wasn't that guy, very, very calm, very measured, very mature, very respectful. I was overwhelmingly rep- impressed with Anthony Richardson. It, it almost seemed like if you were listening in on Anthony Richardson being interviewed by a general manager in the draft process, this is exactly what you'd want to hear. Uh, he talked about you know his interceptions from last year, which I mean, how many yeah. elite? I mean, these guys are alpha males. They right. are the right. alpha males on a campus filled with uh, a, a tremendous student body. Right. And uh, and and Anthony being from Gainesville, I mean, he he has, I mean, the, the world in the palm of his hands. Um, but to talk about the interceptions, to talk about uh, how great. Emory was for him. Uh, and, and to talk, you know, even, uh, you know, with uh, in another session to talk about, I'm done with the Dodge Charger, you right, know, I, I'm right. now, you know, driving something a little bit, a little bit less speedy. Um, it, it just seems like for a guy that is very inexperienced on the field and still young in life, man, he gets it. Like yeah, if I was yeah. an NFL general manager and he was sitting across from me and was talking like that, 
wherever I had his grade, it would go up. Yeah, I can tell you, we've covered so many college athletes. And a lot of them are really, most of them are really good kids and nice kids. But even the nicest kids sound different when they're a 24-year-old, two years out of college, whether in the NFL or just in, in common life, than they sounded at 18 because they sound like grown-ups. And they didn't sound like a grown-up at 18. Or I think he's 19. They didn't sound like a grown-up as a teenager. He sounds like a grown-up now. That That's what impressed me and surprised me. And if they're going to be good right yeah. away, that's yes. that's it. I mean, Anthony Richardson, if he is a star, then yes, they can absolutely be good in year one. And that's what it's going to take. Yeah, and and I think I agree with that. He can mitigate some deficiencies. Uh, I I think they're a seven-win team this year. That's my guess, maybe eight wins. I don't think they have a very good defensive front. Uh, It's always been my belief in all football, but really college football, really big-time college football, you win with two things, a good quarterback, and a good defensive line. You look at all the good teams. You look at those Clemson teams, those Alabama teams, Florida's teams, even uh, under Urban. Uh, they all were good on the defensive front. Even Spurrier's team. People talk about oh, Shane yeah. Matthews, and, but they had Tony McCoy and Brad Culpepper and Darren Mickle and Harvey Thomas and Mark Murray, and they were good up front, man. Mm-hmm. And they were they were good. And then Kevin Carter and 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 Mark Campbell and Johnny yeah. Church. Those guys came along later. Henry McMillan. Hey, the guy Javon Kerr. Right. right. They had. That's right. They. You, if you're good on the defensive front. You have a chance. I don't think I don't sense that Florida's great on the defensive front. That's what they really, in my mind, what they really have to rebuild. So I think it's a seven or eight win team. But to your point, if he does magical stuff, he can certainly mitigate some weaknesses, not just on the offense, but with the team overall. I think they're gonna have to outscore some people. Mm-hmm. But and and if that's what you need to do to win, it helps to have a, a really good quarterback and good quarterback play. I, I agree. They're gonna have to win shootouts in some of these big games if if they're gonna have a chance. Um Ventral Miller and Richard Garage, also you got a chance yeah. to interview those guys. Anything stand out about those two veterans? Yeah, both really sharp. Garage really sharp as well. Ventral very sharp and very excited. Ventral Miller matters now. <clears throat> Make no mistake about that. He in, in a in a program that suddenly has very few elite defenders. I mean, very few elite defenders. Uh, Georgia's whole team's elite defenders. Right. The backups are elite defenders. Um, and a team with very few elite defensive players, Ventro Miller is one. I mean, he 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 plays a thousand miles an hour. He's explosive. He's a good tackler. He blows people up. They haven't had that, and I think keeping him healthy is critically important. So I enjoy that. Richard Garage is a businessman. Mm-hmm. He's very mature. He's very gathered. He's very spiritual. He takes his time when he asks the, answers a question. So he's part of that maturity as well. He's also important. He's got to protect the backside of Anthony Richardson. And, they, and the fact that they sent him means they think he's an important part of that thing. I, I, the line's going to be interesting. He's a pretty good player. Osiris Torrance is a, is a really good player, the right guard, and he's going to be drafted. I'll be interested to see the way the rest of it plays out. Egwakon played a lot as the center. Um, I think I think if they played today, Ethan White would be the left guard. But I think Braun will push him. I think Mike Tarkin will be the the right tackle, but I think Waits will push him. So I, I, the offensive line is going to be uh, intriguing and interesting for me. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't yeah. wait. I do think in the offensive line they're going to be able to push some people yeah. around. So yeah. they, and they're going to have to because right. I think defensively, I agree. I think they've got they're going to have some issues, particularly in the trenches. Frank Frangie, voice of the Jaguars, Frangie show. Longtime Gator analyst, Love thank you so much for your time. I can't wait for the first game. When is Utah? Is that tomorrow? I, I wish. Is We're going to be driving down there for it. won't be long. I'm ready already. Yeah, Thanks, I can't guys. wait. Thank you, Frank. All right, really appreciate Frank's time. That was great insight on the Gators. going to be a lot of fun. And again, that Utah game right around the corner, uh, super exciting. And uh, yeah, Anthony Richardson is going to be so much fun 
to watch this season. Hopefully he can stay healthy. I don't think they have much of a chance of doing much if Anthony Richardson does get hurt, but hopefully that won't happen and he'll be able to start every significant game. For the Gators, that's going to wrap us up. Uh, Graham Marsh, thanks so much for your uh, great contributions to this podcast. Hope you yes, guys sir. are enjoying it. Uh, we've got uh, still probably four or five weeks left of building back the Gators. We're going to go all the way to the uh, regular season opener against Utah will be our final episode. Uh, really appreciate Florida for all the uh, coaches and players that they've given us so far. And uh, we're looking forward to bringing you guys some more great guests as we get going. Once again, I want to thank Harold and Harold for sponsoring Building Back the Gators, Holt and Julie Harold, Fantastic people. Again, hopefully you won't need them. But if you or a loved one have been hurt, give them a call at 251-1111. You couldn't be in better hands. They're a Jacksonville firm through and through. Uh, they're going to know you when you call them, and they're going to be with you uh, as you get through these hard times. So, uh, please give them a call. Uh, Harold and Harold, 251-1111. Really appreciate them sponsoring Building Back the Gators. All right, that's going to wrap us up. I'm Hayes Carlion. Thanks so much. Go Gators.